Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 92, and it's titled Dating and Relationship Red Flags. So here's the thing. We were having a conversation this weekend with a friend of ours, and she's in the dating world. And she was describing some of the conversations that she's had recently with people um, who want to go on a date with her. And literally every word I heard was like, oh, red flag, red flag, red flag. (laughs) And so today we thought it would be a good idea to do an episode on what are some of the red flags, some things that if you hear when you start dating or even things that start to pop up early on in a relationship, that could be signals that maybe this is not the right one for you. Mm -hmm. So we're going to look at the two different aspects. We'll look at it from the dating scenes as a starting point and then kind of as you are starting to move from the dating into establishing into a relationship. And, you know, you're saying, hey, like if it's happening at the beginning of a relationship, but I also want to mention if it's happening anytime in the relationship, because we always evolve and change. Um, and no matter how long you've been in a relationship, if it's not working for you or if there are red flags, get the fuck out. That's it. That's the bottom line. But we're going to we're going to tell you the red flags anyway. Uh, But before we get started, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. You can learn to have harder, stronger erections, last longer in the bedroom, or expand your sexual skills. So go to powerandmastery.com. All right, we've got... A lot of things to go over here. So we're going to try to move through them somewhat quickly. So like I said in the intro, this was inspired by just having a conversation with a friend, as many of the topics that we talk about are inspired by either friends or clients. Um, So some of this stuff, we went out and we actually researched. What do the experts say? You know, we go read articles all over the place, psychology today, whatever, you know, And then there is what type of stuff do we hear on a regular basis from the people we hang out with, from the people that we work with as clients, and we just compiled these two big lists of the dating scene and the relationship scene. Yeah, we've got like 17 at each of them, so it's going to be fun. Um, I want to start with the dating scene and with the very first thing, because dating has changed over the years, and now we tend to start dating through an online approach first. And so that's where you can start to see the first red flags if you are on the dating scene. If the person that's reaching out to you, who's reaching out to you, has a lot of grammar issues, it can be a really big red flag. And, you know, you might be thinking, Celine, why are you saying that? I mean, you're so mean and judgmental, you know. Number one, spell checks exist. So you got to be a retard to not use your spell checker. And number two, to me, it tells me that you don't care. And you don't care about the little things because... It's about looking good when you're online. It's about selling yourself, right, for a prospective uh, relationship. And if you're not putting in the effort, do you really think that this person is going to put the toilet seat down or continue putting on the sexy outfits once you're married? 
Yeah, and so that's the thing here is like you know we don't expect everybody to have spectacular grammar. Although honestly, you should in your native language, you should. But what it really is is more of a sign of either not caring or not paying attention to details. So. Mm-hmm. Number two, and that's the one that you were telling uh, our friends, mm, this is starting to look like a lot like red flags here. Yeah, so so hers was slightly different, but I'll read what's on the list, which is they only want nudes or sexting and aren't generally interested in you. Obviously, look, if all they want is for you to be sending them nudes or to have sexy conversations and don't want to take the time to get to know who you actually are during the dating process, then that's a red flag. Now, in the case of our friend, you know, we're still operating amongst the global shutdown uh, as we speak. And this person was wanting to meet. And so she said, well, obviously, I don't want to meet right now because we're in quarantine. And he said, well, okay, well, I don't want to talk to you until you can meet. (laughs) So he basically said, I'll just hold on to your number. And, uh, you know, when you're you're available or, or ready to meet, then we can talk. And it's like, wait a minute. If you were genuinely interested in getting to know somebody, you would say, okay, well, let's take this time. Let's have some conversations. You know, let's get on a FaceTime or a Zoom or a Skype or whatever system it is you use. And let's get to know each other mm-hmm. now while we can't go out. Mm-hmm. But that's not at all. He was just like, all right, well, when we can meet in person. So most likely he just wants sex. Absolutely. And by the way, uh, if you just want sex, it's always totally fine. We always want to bring this up. Like, we're not judgmental of that. I think, you know, there's a time and place for everything. You just have to be clear. So here we're looking more at people who don't want just to have a hookup. This is for people who are looking for a relationship. Well, here's the real reason why that's a red flag, though, is if all you really want is sex... You just have to be upfront about it. Mm-hmm. You just have to say, you know what? I was really just looking for a hookup. And since we can't do that, then, you know, maybe I'll play we can with do my it. Dick. Yeah, maybe we can do it sometime <laughs> in the future. <laughs> the point is, is that he's not being honest. Absolutely. Number three, the person cancels plans last minute. And this is a very interesting, we live in California and there's something <laughs> called California dating. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's a very... Um, very annoying behavior that people will say yes to something unless there is something more appealing to them that then shows up and therefore then they cancel that last minute. Now, anyone can have an emergency, anything can happen last minute where you have to change. But if it's something that happens several times and you start to see, oh, I chose to go out dancing rather than meeting with you just because the party was going to be better than meeting you, that's not good enough. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, and what it generally means when this happens, not always, but what it generally means is they've got three or four different people, maybe even two, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, they've got more than one person that they're attempting to schedule dates with and they pick the one that they think is going to be the best chance at getting laid absolutely that's really what it comes down to right so if they keep changing on you and like rescheduling and trying to make it seem like oh it's generally because they put out three or four messages and (laughs) and, and they start they start getting them in at different times you know and it's like they don't hear from the one they want to hear from, so they schedule with you, and then they do hear back from that person. And they're like, oh, sorry, I can't make it, right? Because they got a better offer. 
Sorry, I don't want to be somebody's second choice. And by the way, this has happened to me when um, I was in a poly relationship and having like different lovers. And one of them that I was interested in going further, he thought he was new to poly and he was like, oh, this is going to be a sure thing. We're going to score. So he, he made this date with me. And I made it very clear that until all of my lovers were um, knowing about the relationship and get, had given me the get, like okay approval, um, we were not going to have sex. And suddenly, last minute, he canceled the date. And I literally called him up on it. And he did acknowledge later that um, because he knew he wasn't going to be ha- having sex. A he, long time later, yeah. Exactly. He was like, he chose somebody else. Well, he knew it was a sure thing. Well, so he still yeah. regrets that one. That is true. Okay, let's move on to our number four. We're looking again at our dating profiles here. And I think it can give us a lot of information pay attention to the photos and profile information that the person is giving you. Are they lacking information? Is it just a bunch of pictures and there's no substance behind it? Does it look too good to be true? Or do you see their picture with several different names? (laughs) Scammer, scammer, scammer. And I know that this can happen both ways. Um, especially for the woman, if she's like super hot and good looking, that's usually the type of images that they will go for. And so if there's no like lots of friends around or other information, I'm like, okay, be a little weary of it. Like it, I know as a guy, like I want to have this really hot, gorgeous babe as a friend or a potential relationship, but make sure you look further. And as a woman, make sure too that if he is like reaching out and then you're starting to see that he's got different names or that he's not consistent with his name, it's a freaking scammer. Yeah, well, so <laughs> first of all, if they seem like they're way out of your league, they're just probably not real, <laughs> right? That Let's be honest there. Um, and, but there's a couple of different things. So one is scammers, right? There are definitely scammers out there. Um, there was a whole other podcast that you were listening to at one point about how these guys scam women out of all their money. So that's a possibility. But the other thing is, even if they're not a scammer, what you want to be careful about is people who are pretending to be one thing online, but in reality are something else. So what you want is you want people that make profiles that are genuine, Mm -hmm. that actually attempt as best you can in an online profile to explain or show something about who they genuinely are, not some made-up thing. So that's that's the thing. And by the way, we did an entire episode on how to create a great online dating profile. Mm-hmm. So if you want any tips on how to do that for yourself, go find that episode. So you kind of talked about number five there, Kevin, because it's like what they put online or who they show up as are different people. And so this is like, granted that you've made the step to meet in person, and then you're starting to see the holes in the story and when you see holes like don't try to patch them together just acknowledge that there are gaps and you are not the person who is supposed to put this back together yeah you know the interesting thing about early on in a relationship is is people get that you know new relationship energy that they call nre and they're all excited and this could be so cool and there are all these things that sound great or look great right on Mm -hmm. the surface 
So much so that most people tend to overlook the gaps. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that you can only overlook the gaps for so long. And eventually the gaps become glaringly obvious. (laughs) And so in the dating world, what you really want to try to do is see all the gaps right up front. And some of the gaps might have perfectly logical explanations. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of them probably don't. And remember that nobody's perfect, right? If it looks too good or so good, there might be something underneath. So it's also important. Number six on our list is if the person tends to be negative. And it can show up in different ways. You know, they might be always complaining when you meet them or talk to them. Or they um, have like anger issues or depression And not to say that don't get involved with somebody who's not balanced, but think it twice because (laughs) really like let them do the work, let them heal and then, you know, be there for them. But don't try to think that you're going to be the healer and make them whole because it doesn't work. Yeah, don't don't try to fix them. And, and, you know, we'll say this again later on, but but don't date them for their potential. Right. So the thing is, Kevin, you jumped around. Usually I'm the one who does that. What happened there? This is my exit line. We'd be coming back to that one. But (laughs) but the point is, is that if things are bad from the start, like you literally just meet this person, whether it's online dating or whatever, and things are already bad. This is not a good way to start. And don't think that you're going to fix them, right? So it's one thing if, if these things happen while you're in relationship, you want to support the person. But what you said actually is really, really great. And I, I've actually been in this position before, but it's like you can look at somebody and you can see that they're not in a good place. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to say, you know what? When you've taken care of whatever you need to take care of, reach out to me again. Mm -hmm. And you might even say, hey, you know, as a friend, I can support you Mm -hmm. in taking care of what you need to take care of. But I'm not going to get deeply, romantically, sexually involved with you until you're coming from a good place. Mm -hmm. And this is something that we unfortunately see way too many people do. We have a friend who has a terrible habit of this. Mm -hmm. Every guy she dates is in some sort of a messed up crazy, you know, situation. <laughs> and, it's, and then they always turn out horrible. Well, of, of course they do, right? <laughs> Look for the signs. Yeah. Number seven. So now that we are on our journey, like put on your little detective hats and start to like piece things together. How do they talk about their exes? Do they describe <laughs> all of them as like crazy <laughs> or the horrible ex-wife or whatever that is? Like what words are they using? Because, you know, there is one thing that all of these people have in common. It's that person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's exactly what I was just going to say, <laughs> which is what's the common denominator here, right? If you got, you got five exes and somehow they're all crazy, but no, you're the sane one, right? <laughs> like, what are the chances of that? So, I mean, technically that is possible because you could just be really bad at choosing your partners. Like we have another friend who's terrible at choosing partners. So that's a possibility. But it's, it's definitely a red flag you would want to look into mm-hmm. because, you know, Here's the thing. And I'm not expecting everybody to necessarily be able to do this. But I am friends with every single ex-partner I've ever had. In fact, practically every girl I've ever dated is on my Facebook somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Because o- over the years, they've all reached out or I've reached out or, or whatever. And the idea that just because, I mean, and some of them, you know, some of them have cheated on me. Some of them, they've done all kinds of stuff, you know, all the kind of stuff that happened. I don't hold a grudge 
towards any of them. And actually, I really enjoy having them as friends now. It's interesting to see how our lives have gone in such different directions and all these different people and stuff. But again, not to say that you have to be friends with every one of your exes, but the idea is the majority of your past relationships should at least be in some sort of a decent place. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be friends. You don't have to hang out all the time. But if if all of the exes are crazy, like don't go there, like don't even talk to them, like run in the other direction, that's a big red flag. All right. Number eight, they say the right thing, but they don't do the right thing. And so this is a very important one because it's easy to get fooled, especially for maybe the women where we want romance. And it's easy to talk about romance or be like, oh, I'm romantic or I do this. But once they show up, they don't act anything like who they said or what they mentioned. And it goes both ways. She might say, oh, it's okay. You can have so many friends and you can have girlfriends. And then as soon as you talk to another woman, she's like... (laughs) turning into this beast you know so like pay attention what they say what they do does it match if it doesn't this is called cognitive dissonance and it says like run away run away (laughs) really far really fast yeah that's true in a relationship too not just when you're dating Mm -hmm. well we're getting close to getting into that mating phase here so we're starting you know uh to look at that um, number nine is the attitude. So now we're starting to, like, obviously, you've had more than a date. Now you're together, I mean, at least dating or flirting and stuff. And you're seeing the attitude changes on a dime. It's, they're very volatile. That's a big red flag. Yeah, absolutely. That's just, that shows instability. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the problem, I've been in, I've, I've really been in one of those relationships. It's horrible. <laughs> the, the problem is you never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's no predictability. And it's like, you know, even when you think you've done absolutely everything right, all of a sudden the crazy ass person shows up in the relationship and you're like, what the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. It's a big red flag. The thing is, it, unless they do something, unless they really do some work, unless they seek help for it in one way or another, it's probably not ever going to change. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to go through an entire relationship. A roller coaster. Roller coaster and walking on eggshells, right? Mm-hmm. Like treading very lightly all the time because you never know what's going to set this person off. Mm-hmm. On number 10, uh, they show inappropriate social behavior. And so that's also important. Like once you uh, go in public, like how do they behave? Are you embarrassed? You shouldn't be embarrassed by your partner. Like, really. That's why I put this one on the list. Because it's like inappropriate social behavior. Who's to say what inappropriate is and what inappropriate isn't? You know, I mean, yeah, obviously, like, taking a dump in the middle of the street or something is inappropriate, right? Unless you're in San Francisco. It's uh, legal there. uh, Yeah, it's legal there now. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) But that's actually why I use that as an example, because that's what was in my mind. (laughs) But, But the point is exactly what you said, which is you should not feel embarrassed by your partner. Mm -hmm. And if you do, that is a big red flag that you are not with the right person. Because even if maybe society thinks that that behavior is inappropriate, if you're over there laughing your ass off thinking that's the funniest thing you've ever seen, well, then that's probably okay. (laughs) You're probably a good match then. Okay, well, we want to look at communication here. Our number 11 is about the never pass communication 101. So as you are setting the ground rules, the interaction, like 
is there like a total like strain in the communication and you constantly like not understanding each other or do they not show up with respect or like like a decent communication ability if they don't have that don't even bother yeah if if you're if you're struggling to communicate from day one It's going to be a very difficult and long relationship. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean everybody communicates perfectly and you can always tune things up. But if somebody's going to be the right one for you, you should at least be able to communicate fairly efficiently and fairly uh, well mm-hmm. right from the beginning. And then you can work on making it even better. Absolutely. And we want to move on to our number 12 because we still have the in the relationship. Ooh, yeah, we got to go a little faster maybe. So if they show up and they have no work ethic, that's also usually a red flag, you know. Uh, maybe granted they're not in the right job and stuff, but ethic is different. Ethics and morals and values, you want to look for that. If they don't have enough of that, they're not worth your time. And you want to make sure they match yours, Absolutely. whatever yours are. Absolutely. Now look at their uh, relationship with their parents. Are they clingy mm-hmm. to their parents? Mm-hmm. Do you want to date a child or do you want to have an adult? All right. So this is a tricky one because a lot of people are going to say, but I'm really, I love my parents. I, I'm really close with them and that's, there's no problem with that. What's wrong with you people? And it's like, no, we're not saying that if you're close with your parents, it's a problem. That's not what we're saying at all. But I'm sure most of you have probably known somebody who is like, they could be 40 years old, but it's still like they're the child, right? Mm-hmm. They're still, they still look to their parents to make every decision. They spend ridiculous amounts. Of, they take group vacations, you know, with their parents. And like everything is with their parents. And yeah. Again, I don't want to say that's bad because I think it's amazing when a family actually stays together through generations and does things together. But you'll know, you'll be able to feel when it's too much. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So now that you are um, establishing this relationship, if they're starting to rush too quickly into a new relationship, that could be a red flag too. Like, hey, let's get married or let's move in after two days of knowing each other. You know, I got married after three weeks and I got divorced five years later. So, <laughs> well, you and know. we also know multiple friends yes. who... They, they they met and they instantly had these whirlwind relationships and mm-hmm. everything just went boom, 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 really fast. They were very vocal about it across social media. Everybody was like, this is amazing. You guys rock. We're so envious, like awesome. And then they all fell apart. Yes. Now let's look at a couple things too um, is around your compatibility because before you go too much into a relationship, you want to look... Is their sex drive like similar to yours or is it much higher and much lower or much lower? You want to adjust. You want to make sure that you're getting into something that feels like that's what you want. Um, Talk about the things that matter like kids. Are they a no kids or a kid person? Don't think you're going to change them. Don't think that down the road they're going to probably have a different opinion. Trust, take it to face value. If they say no kids, that's what you're getting. And if that's what you want, that's perfect. If that's not, don't engage with that person. I know of somebody, he waited 10 years And his wife kept saying, yes, yes, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And 10 years in, he finally divorced. And then he found another woman. Now they've got like four kids. And that's to say that it doesn't matter. Like he waited, they like kind of loved each other and all of this. But still, she didn't want that. And now, if they start to talk about changing you... 
that's a big red flag. Uh, you need to change or you need to do that. If she gives you a big 10 things list that you need to change in order to be in a relationship. Get out. Get get out now. Away. <laughs> and so I want to come back to my bottom line that you already have given, yes, Kevin. Yes, yes, give it to us. Here's your line. The bottom line is don't date somebody for their potential. It never works out well. Never, never, never. I've never seen a case where somebody was like, but they have so much potential. And then it worked out. (laughs) I've never seen it. Uh -uh. I mean, it may have happened here or there, but trust me, it's not a good idea. Absolutely. And ultimately, if you look down the road, and I'm always asking my clients, if you put yourself down the road like two or three years and nothing has changed in your relationship, could you say that you are really happy and satisfied? If not, um, do the things that you need to do to change yourself or change relationship. That's it. Absolutely. Hey, I'm going to do something crazy today. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to read the ad. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have it memorized as well as she does, but it's time for a word from our sponsor. So if you are longing for more connection, deeper intimacy, and red-hot passion in your relationship, if if you are a committed couple who loves each other but has lost the spark and has fallen into a boring routine... We have a special invite for you. The two of us, meaning Celine and myself, we have created Relationship Synergy, a cutting-edge next-level intimacy program for the modern couple to help you fire up your love life. You give us 90 days, and we will help you transform your love life forever. It is powerful work that we do here um, and, you know, you get a little taste of it in this show every time. So you can find more of that at CelineRemy.com forward slash Synergy. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com forward slash Synergy. Woo! So let's dive into the red flags while in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so let's look at the basics here. If you have an inability to resolve conflicts, you can't have the communication, this is a massive red flag because there's going to be things that come in the way. There's going to be times you're going to disagree. And if you don't have the ability to resolve this, if you hold grudges, resentment, and you have to carry that conflict for 10 years on your back, it's really not worth it. Yeah, yeah. We had another friend too who was in a a relationship at a particular time and Uh, Well, so her partner actually had somebody who had those wild mood swings, but they could, whenever one of those happened, they could never actually resolve it. Eventually, it would just kind of like fizzle out and go away, but it was never truly resolved. Mm -hmm. That's a big problem. If you have your partner, yourself or your partner really is about having controlling behavior or there's, you experience a lack of trust. This is a red flag. You know, I think in a relationship, trust is really what it's the foundation of a solid relationship. If you don't have that, you can build a strong relationship. Yeah, well, trust is huge. I mean, when it comes to intimate relationships, Mm -hmm. it's all about trust. Yeah. When the trust isn't there, the relationship really isn't there. I want to do number three. Okay. They are incapable of apologizing. I wanted to do this one because (laughs) I was in a relationship where my partner was absolutely incapable of ever apologizing or ever admitting that she was wrong. (laughs) 
and, and the times, like, you know, sometimes in a conflict, it's hard to say who's really right and who's really wrong. Like, both people have had a hand in it, you know. Mm-hmm. But there were a couple of times throughout that relationship where I flat out called her out on it, and she knew it. And you want to know how she handled it? She just zipped up and moved on and pretended like it never even happened. Crickets. Yeah, and I'm over there going like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, that's really destructive, again, because um, resentment. Resentment will build over time. Over time, it's like, wow, like every time that she's out of line, she never admits it. She never says anything. Mm -hmm. Every time I get a little bit more resentment, a little bit more resentment, a little bit more resentment. It goes both ways. It's not her or him. It's like whoever's doing it in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Number four is you don't feel like you can be fully yourself. And that's huge because I think in a relationship, you basically need to become a better version of yourself. And if it like, feels like you never can be yourself, you're not in the right relationship. It is a massive, massive red flag. Don't think it's ever going to change. Hey, you know what was cool about our relationship? No, tell me. <laughs> when we very first started dating, I was like, I had some preconceptions of who I thought you were. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, there's certain things that I like to do or certain ways that I am that she's not going to like because she's really not like that. Like she's going to have judgment about it or whatever. And the really fucking cool thing is that the longer we were together, the more who I really am started to come out, the more you actually loved it. Mm-hmm. And there were a bunch of things that I thought she would never like that. Like, she's probably running the other direction if she knew that, right? (laughs) When you found out, you were like, not only is it okay, but you were like, I love that. Or I was like, me too. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So that's awesome. Now, when you're in a relationship, it's also important to uh, listen to your friends. If your friends and family members have expressed concerns about your partner or your relationships, they might have some deeper understanding in there that you're not able to see. And... I'm not saying that they're always right, but if there's more than one person that's talking about it and saying, hey, this is not really the relationship, they might be right. It's hard for uh, people to see really when you're in a relationship. And and I'm talking for myself here. I had that happen, you know, um, especially with one of my first relationship and my parents hated him. And of course, you know, I was like 19 or 20. So it's like... Parents, what do they know? Exactly. But now I'm like, the more they hate him, the more I'm going to stay with him. <laughs> and so I think this is why I lasted over a year. Because you rebel. Of Absolutely. <laughs> but I, I know now from past, Uh, from looking back at the relationship all the things they could see that I wasn't willing to really uh, pay attention to and they were showing those things to me well so one we talked about overlooking the gaps early on because Mm -hmm. of the new relationship energy so other people don't have that new relationship energy so they can see the gaps but the other thing is is it's always easier to see third party Mm -hmm. right so somebody on the outside it's really easy for them to see that's why working with somebody else helps you so much Mm -hmm. because when the two of you are in it in your relationship it's really hard to step outside of that somebody comes in from the third from a third point of view and they can see all those patterns and they're not involved in it emotionally Mm -hmm. and that's that's one of the real benefits to that dynamic so friends and family members yeah great pay attention they're not always right but they can have some really genuine insight 
Now pay attention to if your partner is trying to drive a wedge between you and your family and friends and they're like, you can't see this person or don't talk to that or like creating stories and driving people like against one another, that's another really big red flag. Because oh, yeah. again, you know, if they don't, it comes back to the trust. Remember that we talked about at the beginning, if they don't trust you to have friends, even if they are of the opposite sex, then... Well, and let's be honest. A healthy functioning relationship, both individuals in the relationship have their own friends. They go out on girls' nights or guys' nights and they mm-hmm. do their own thing. That is a healthy functioning relationship. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's trying to drive a wedge between you and trying to get you to stop hanging out with your friends, unless they're like drug addicts or really horrible people, <laughs> other than that, if they're trying to do that to you, um, then the most likely you're not going to end up in a healthy situation. Mm-hmm. Now, if they make, um, okay, there's another one. Okay, drama queen, drama king. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, so how many people, raise your hands, right? (laughs) And we're looking, we're watching. (laughs) How many people like being in a relationship that's full of drama? Hmm. Oh, crickets. Weird. I I didn't see a single hand go up. (laughs) What's wrong with you people? (laughs) No, but that's the point is nobody likes to be in a relationship that's nonstop drama. Mm -hmm. Like there's enough drama in this world. Mm -hmm. You want drama, turn on the TV, right? Mm -hmm. There's nonstop drama all day long. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants their relationship to be full of drama. So if somebody is constantly creating drama in the relationship, that is a definite red flag. Yes. Now, if they uh, demand your phone, email, social media passwords, you know, and they kind of want to have access to everything. And I'm going to put this as a like... um, Word of caution, because I actually asked for like, hey, can I have access to your phone? Because at some point I needed to have access to your camera and stuff. And it wasn't like to spy on things. It just was like, yeah, here's my phone. Here's your phone. Like, it's like whatever, you know. But well, here's the thing. It, that, it's all about trust, yes. right? So actually, you're the only person I've ever given access to that stuff. Ah, <laughs> yeah. But you, you demonstrated that I could absolutely, no matter what, trust you that you weren't going to freak out or go crazy Mm -hmm. or like, where did this phone call come from? You know, like, (laughs) so for me, it's all about trust. Um, Where are we at here? Okay. Um, I like this one. Number nine, they pressure you to do things you don't want to do or be someone you don't want to be. That's huge, you know, and I think there's a fine line too between pushing you to become the greatest version of yourself versus pushing you to do things that don't feel that are in alignment with who you truly are. Absolutely. I had another friend years ago. Um, I was my partner at the time uh, and myself were friends with another couple and they were really fun. We really liked hanging out with them. But he de- he came from the swinging world and mm-hmm. he was really trying to push her into being a swinger. And it just did not work for her. We weren't hanging out with them in the swinging world. We just knew that about Mm -hmm. them, that that's that's part of who they were. Um, And not that there's any judgment on that at all. But, um, yeah, she just inevitably that relationship didn't work out because she wasn't really a swinger at heart, and he was. Mm -hmm. And he kept trying to push her outside of her her comfort zone into this swinging world, and it just didn't work for her, Mm -hmm. you know? Number 10, and this is a big one, they have different financial values than you and you refuse and they (laughs) refuse, sorry, to do anything about it or they have financial irresponsibility. Do you know what the number one reason for divorce is? Money. 
money, finances, right? I mean, it's sad that that's the way it has to be. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is that is the truth. When you look at statistics on divorce, the reason that people cite for their divorce, the number one thing on the list is money. And so I've been in a relationship where we had very different financial um, perspective. And I have to say it's a big strain. And being in this relationship with you, Kevin, is so good because we behave the same. And that took a lot of the pressure and a lot of that, that latent stress away from the relationship. And so um, find a way to at least align your values around, you know, you may not always approve of their spending, but at least the core values should be aligned. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Next one on the list, they hold a double standard. Mm -hmm. So there are certain things that are perfectly okay for them to do, but not okay for you to do. Beep, bad. Number 12, they refuse to make your relationship public. Oh, Oh, jeez. You know, and that should have been on the dating list as well. (laughs) Like, they don't want to tell anybody that the two of you are dating. If they're like, hey, you know, let's not tell anybody we're dating. It's a little secret. (laughs) And a giant red flag. It's a little secret and a giant red flag. (laughs) (laughs) Number 13, um, you don't glow when you're in this relationship. Mm. And especially at the beginning... It's all about making you a better person. If that relationship makes you feel like shit and you look like that, just don't be in it. But, you know, it's even more subtle than that because obviously if you feel like shit, (laughs) yeah, right? (laughs) It goes without saying. But also there are relationships that make you feel bad. Mm-hmm. There are relationships that are just kind of like, eh, you know, boring, middle, whatever. And then there are relationships that bring you alive, where you thrive yes. and you feel mm. like life is better because you're in that relationship. Absolutely, Kevin. That's what you're looking for. Mm, That's that is what so you're juicy. looking for. Mm-hmm. Number 14, your partner constantly compares you to others. That's a big red flag. Ugh. Uh, whether you're not good enough or whatever that is, but it's like they're in a fantasy world or they're not happy with who you are, then you're not the right person for them. And there's nothing wrong with you. It's because they didn't listen to what you told them before, which Mm -hmm. is now they're dating you for your potential and they're not happy about it. Mm -hmm. Another one is that your partner isn't supportive of your goals. That's huge because honestly, you've got to be each other's best cheerleaders. And if you're not, then what the heck are you doing with each other? Because there's enough haters in the world everywhere else. Your relationship should be this place of haven, this place where you're like, this is the place where you recharge, where you, 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 you find your strength. And so you need to know that you have their support no matter what. Absolutely. Uh, let's see, 16 on the list. They try to push past your boundaries. Oh, yeah. Anybody that's trying to push you past your personal boundaries, that is a big red flag. You know, it's one thing to encourage somebody to break out of their little self-imposed box mm-hmm. and to be a bigger, better person and to try new experiences. But if you're not willing to do that and they keep pushing you and trying to push you past that, mm-hmm. that's a problem. And our last one here is your partner is not there for you. 
And that's huge. Mm -hmm. When something happens, you know, and you know that in difficult times, are they still showing up? Are they still willing to be there? And if not, that's not the right person, you know? And it's okay. Sometimes you might be like, I don't have the bandwidth to, to, to support you in this moment, okay? We're looking at the overall thing, not like a single moment. But this is really important. Does your partner have you back? If not, that's a red flag. And ultimately something in your guts feels wrong, that's all that you need to listen to. And we put it as last because we wanted to end with this because you always know. We've given you like 34 red flags here. And I'm sure that if you were very honest with yourself, you knew from the start the mo like the relationships that weren't meant to be. I sure did. And I've had several in hindsight, we all did. <laughs> we just didn't listen. <laughs> exactly. So trust your gut. You know, if something's off, it is off. It's nothing wrong with you. Absolutely. Woo that was quite the list. Oh, that was a marathon. Yeah, it was. So now, you know, we always like to end our shows on a, like a happy, positive vibe. Just know that Every one of these red flags that we talked about, we also said what it should be. So we kind of gave its positive spin mm -hmm. while talking about them. There's just not enough time to then go through 34 positive things <laughs> on there. But you know what it is, right? You know, if it's if it's your partner isn't supportive of your goals, the, very obviously the positive is find somebody who supports your goals, right? And I think we did our, our best to cover the positive side of all of those. So take this list, be aware of... The signs, the flags, as as we say, and then and then when you see them, leave it and, and go search out the positive side of it. Mm -hmm. Yes, and don't stay in something that doesn't work because relationships are not meant to be hard and difficult. Relationships are meant to be easy and a place of thriving. Absolutely. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>